Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Wednesday morning. Good old hump day is upon us once again, and uh, so hard to believe. I tell you, it just seems like, uh, uh, you know, when you was a kid, it seemed like time was almost at a standstill. It seemed like it took forever for uh, birthdays or Christmas or summertime would even get here. You know, I remember sitting in class and staring into the walls and my imagination going rampant, I always had an overactive imagination, and I'd be bored listening to lecture and uh, staring at the wall, wishing there was a portal that would take me out of there and take me somewhere, anywhere but there, because I hated school so much. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Tammy. And uh, obviously, that didn't happen, And uh, but I uh, uh, remember it just seemed like it took forever for school to get out. I mean, I would just sit there and watch the clock. Even in high school, I remember watching the clock, and it just seemed like the, the second hand just took forever, and I was thinking, I'll never get out of here. I just want to go home and now almost uh, here i'm going on 48 years old inching ever so closely to 50 which uh, blows my mind it just seems like the second hand that used to just barely move now but it looks like a a fan you know as fast as it seems to go uh and uh, it just blows my mind it really does and uh seeing my kids growing up and uh, starting new chapters in their lives, and it just uh, as so many uh, of you out there, and uh, who've had a lot of uh, high school kids to graduate. Good morning, Angel, and uh, so it's uh, you know you can't hold back the hands of time. You know it's uh, it kind of stinks. It really does in a way. Uh, it kind of makes you wish you had appreciated uh, things in your life a little more uh, growing up. And uh, but when you're a kid, you think you got all the time in the world. You think uh, you know it. Gosh, 47 seems like an eternity. I remember sitting and wondering, you know, gosh, I wonder what it would be like to be 30. I wonder what it would be like to be 40. I wonder, you know, and because it seems so far away, but it, it just, like, yeah, just an instant. And uh, time is gone. I guess that's why God's word says where life is but a vapor. We're only here just for a little while. And um, so, uh, you know, I think it makes it uh, what time we have on this earth that much more precious and uh, the urgency uh, to tell others about Jesus Christ. And, and I think that is something we need to keep on the forefront of our minds always because of what time we have here left. We, we want to make sure uh, that we're living it to its fullest uh, so that when we people look back at our lives, they say, hey, man, they really love the Lord Jesus. And, uh, uh, you know, it's something that stays on my mind a lot. I was talking to my wife yesterday. I said, you know, uh, wonder what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. We was sitting out on our patio and I was watching the beautiful blue sky and the way the wind was blowing and the way the trees were rustling. And even when I was a kid, I was just always fascinated. I would just sit there and watch the clouds and watch the trees sway when the wind blew. And it just, I don't know, it just something about it just uh, always fascinating to me and, and the glory of God and how he's revealed even through nature. And, uh, and I said, you know, just think what we see now is just a, a pale comparison, a shadow of what is to come and uh, how beautiful far more beautiful heaven will be in comparison to what we're seeing now. And uh, to, I don't know, to me, I, I guess I have a, a weird mind that's always thinking, you know, and uh, makes you wonder what, what we're going to see and the glories that we will see one day. So, oh well. Well, uh, before we get started, I think it, uh, I've had some um, really great response and, and uh, thank you for so much uh, kind and encouraging comments and uh, support for these devotions each morning. And one thing in particular that everyone seems to really enjoy is that I have started doing the Pledge of Allegiance. And I think to me, I think that is very important uh, in the midst of what we're seeing and the chaos and the imploding 
uh, an implosion of our country uh, that we're seeing right now, the lack of morality, the lack of respect uh, for our flag, for our veterans, and uh, uh, what this country stands for, uh, the lack of respect for our police officers. Uh, someone had on there, uh, a friend of mine from high school had on there that they're going to uh, no longer, in the wake of everything that's going on right now, they're going to remove the show Cops. I mean, come on. I just That's just insanity. Uh, that's absolutely insanity. I love watching Cops. I always look to see if I'll see one of our deacons or elders. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But... Uh... So, but uh, it's always fun. It is fun to see if you would see somebody you know. But uh, but it's just it's crazy. But anyway, I'll I'll shut up. Let's stand if you if you're able to. If you're in your car, don't try to stand. All right, let's go ahead and and, and put your 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 right hand over your heart or your hat and let us stand and let's say the pledge of allegiance. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I always like to give just a few seconds of silence after that. Uh, to kind of, I think those uh, words um, need to sink in, something we need to think about a little bit. Uh, Donna said it's time, and uh, you know it is. Um, uh, also, sometimes I always get I get chills uh, saying that pledge and the meaning behind it, and it amazes me that there's people out there who think our American flag is racist. They just <laughs> you read the history uh, behind our nation and why why uh, Francis Scott Key uh, when he. Uh, uh, wrote the national anthem uh, and how our country was founded. Our country, you know, I know I'm deviating from our teaching this morning, but our country, whether people like it or not, uh, was founded on Christian principles. Now, we are not a theocracy. All are able to believe however they want to. But uh, <clears throat> now when our ancestors fled England, uh, they didn't automatically come here. Many actually went to Sweden. Some don't realize that. And because of um, the, some of the oppression they were receiving, even there uh, on their Christian beliefs, led them here to this country. But uh, at one point in time, Congress did open in prayer. And in fact, someone had on, on Facebook the other day uh, where uh, in, uh, our uh, governor had decided to still fund uh, Christian after-school programs. Someone said, I don't want my, my uh, <clears throat> tax dollars going uh, to something like that. That's ridiculous. Uh, these hate mongers. I'm like, you know what? Shows your lack of understanding of history because what they don't realize is states used to fund churches. And uh, that was something that a lot of people don't like to, to explore and uh, and understand. And I always want to throw out the erroneous separation, church and state. They don't even have a clue what that even means. What that means is actually really the antithesis to what they're trying to do. So they want the government to remove Christianity in, in every uh, avenue of life, whether it's in the school, whether it's in the courthouse, whatever. But what that meant was, is for the government, they could not impede our free right to worship. They were not to intervene in any way. So what that means is quite the opposite of what they wanted to mean. Is the, It was actually meant for the government to be removed uh, from uh, our ability, our free right to worship. And it's amazing how so many people uh, don't seem to, to understand that. 
And Miss Donna Taylor said, crying already. Well, Donna, like when I started crying when I was a kid, one of my parents say, dry it up. So dry it up, young lady. No, I'm joking. But anyway, let's go ahead and look in. Uh, uh, but I know what you mean. It's easy to get choked up uh, when I do the pledge and such. I don't know why. Just it means that much to me. But this morning, well, let's look at uh, John chapter 20, verses 26 through 28. I'm bringing this up here for my social media friends so they can read along. John 20, 26 through 28 says, And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Let's bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts, as me old dear Peppy always says. You know, obviously what we're reading here is to talk about doubting Thomas. Even though he was one of the twelve, even though he walked with Jesus uh, after uh, Jesus Christ had rose from the dead, he still wanted to uh, have that proof. He still wanted to see. Uh, he still lacked a certain amount of belief. Now, Jesus Christ didn't have to uh, reveal those scars. He didn't have to reveal those uh, those things to Thomas, but he did uh, anyway. Well, well, we can look back at Hebrews 4.15, uh, where we've been doing our study in Hebrews, where Jesus Christ is the great high priest. He empathizes with our pain. He's, he, he was, uh, he, uh, he's been there through every temptation, and so uh, that's why he did that. You know, many years ago, um, sorry, my dad's sending me a laughing emoji for something. I sent him a little funny earlier. Uh, Larry King, many years ago, was asked, um, if, if you go throughout all history, who would you like to interview? And his response was he would like to interview Jesus Christ. And when he was asked, why would you want to interview Jesus? Uh, he said, um, uh, because he wanted to ask him if the virgin birth was real, because that could change things. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of doubt. A lot of people deal with, even as a Christian, sometimes you can still have doubt. Sometimes you wonder, am I on the right path? How do I know that what I'm studying and learning is the truth? Uh, how do I know this is separate from any other religion? What makes this distinctive? Well, there's many things uh, that could be uh, in regards to that. You know, that's where we get into apologetics and, um, and, and be able to have that defense of our faith. And we, when we ask those things, first of all, one thing that uh, distinguishes us from other religions is the fact that we are the only one that has a living God. All the others are dead. That's number one. Two is our trinity. Uh, uh, is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You even have cults out there with Jehovah's Witness, the Mormons, who uh, have problems with the Trinity. That's one uh, key factor that if you're um, going somewhere and they start uh, uh, dissecting the uh, Trinity and uh, and removing uh, one or the other, then you realize then, hey, this is, buddy, you better tuck tail and run and get out of there because that's, that's the wrong place you need to be. But, you know, uh, I was reading in um, a book by uh, Ravi Zacharias, and, uh, of course, he's, he's went on home to be with the Lord. But he said he was in Puerto Rico uh, many years ago. And um, he said as he was going through the um, pastor's office into the sanctuary, he said he noticed a picture uh, of a little girl uh, looking up at Jesus Christ. And, and under the caption, it said, what happened to your hands? You know, that uh, uh, 
to me should be uh, a humbling uh, thought when we think of what the high price of what Jesus Christ had to pay for our sins. You know, my dad had coined the phrase uh, that uh, that has touched many people I've talked to throughout the years, and the fact that he has said that Jesus Christ paid a debt he did not owe because we did we paid a we owed a debt we could not pay, and so you know Jesus Christ paid it all on the cross, and his scars on his hands uh, in his side that even Thomas had to go and look at is proof of his love for us. Now, when Jesus Christ ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit to help us to believe. And to and it's Jesus Christ alone, it's God alone that gives us faith to believe. It's not something we conjure up on our own. And so we know that Jesus Christ lives. Why? Because he lives within my soul. He lives within my heart. We know that God lives. He's the one that gives us that faith. He's the one that gives us that ability to believe. Now, even though we understand that, know that, we can have times of doubt. You know, sometimes it, it, it's it's hard to um, understand. You know, that's what Jesus Christ said: "Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed," uh, because you know it, it is sometimes it can be hard when you don't see something tangible, you don't see something physical, uh, into in our regards to our belief system, and I think it confuses people. How can you believe something you've uh, so in in someone you have never seen or never met? But they don't understand the grace of God. They don't understand salvation. They do not understand a living God who dwells within us. You know, just like one thing we've been talking about in our study in Hebrews is talking about the tabernacle and talking about uh, on how the high priest could only go and, and sacrifice uh, an animal for those sins once a year. And even he had to purify himself before he can even go before uh, into the Holy of Holies, into that tent. And uh, But when Jesus Christ was the ultimate sacrifice, who was tempted every way that we were tempted, who proved himself perfect because he's both God and man, he, he gave himself as the one and only sacrifice that was needed for all of eternity. And that gave us that direct line of communication between us and God. And so there may be times of doubt. You know, we're dealing with death, when we're dealing with pain, we're dealing with trials, we're dealing with tribulations. There may be those times of, of uh, uh, superficial uh, doubt. And when I say superficial, because on the surface, you may question a little bit, you know, as to what's going on. And, and the devil may be trying to tempt you into question uh, the reality of God. Uh, but one thing is true. Someone said, I was watching a, a um, television show last night, and uh, this guy said, well, truth is relative. No, truth is not relative, particularly when it comes to God's word. See, when you look at truth is relative, well, what that is saying is uh, what it may be true for you may not be necessarily true for me. But one thing's for sure that we can trust in God's word. We can understand this truth and understand uh, its foundation, and it is concrete. And there's no, it's, what, it, what it's saying in here is true for all. It's not up to you to determine if it's true for you or true for me. It's not relative. And that's one thing that we can understand, that what God's Word says, we can bank on that. We can understand it. You know, and when we try to talk to someone else, you know, that's one thing that we need to understand as Christians. When we talk to someone else about Jesus Christ, ultimately, we want to lead them to the Lord. But we need to be careful sometimes that uh, we're not trying to beat someone over the head with a family Bible, that we're trying to force ourselves uh, to, to, you know, argue them into heaven. Sometimes all that's needed is to plant the seed. Give them a rock, if you will, to stumble on. 
because um, you know sometimes it takes someone to plant the seed it takes someone to water it and then it takes um, uh, maybe someone else to actually lead that individual to the Lord and so when you talk to someone you know uh, you know when you think of arguing when you think of uh, uh, we think of being combative and I think that's a lot, why a lot of Christians have gotten this um, uh, uh, reputation of being uh, hate-filled argumentative because when we talk to people, uh, it is um, uh, easy to become, become combative because we become very defensive in our convictions and the things of Jesus Christ. We want people to understand this. We want people to know it. But remember, it's the Holy Spirit. It's only Jesus Christ that can illuminate their hearts, open their eyes, and open their mind. All we can do is try to explain Jesus Christ to people and then let it go and move on. But if we could put a, a stumbling block, if you will, a, a stone, if you will, for them to stumble on, or a rock in the shoe, if you will, if you could just plant that seed, you know, listen to their point of view, listen to what they're trying to say, try to explain the things of Jesus Christ. You know, I guess one example would be, I was reading a book one time about an individual who was, um, he was out uh, shopping, uh, he was out of town, him and his wife. And uh, he noticed the uh, pentagram on this woman's uh, uh, necklace. And, uh, of course, obviously he knew what it was, but he questioned her. He said, uh, that's a very interesting piece of jewelry. Is that decorative or is that uh, something that, uh, uh, that has uh, some meaning to you? And she said, well, I am uh, I'm a Wiccan and uh, this is a pentagram and uh, we, we worship nature and uh, we believe in, uh, in that uh, no life should be harmed. And uh, you know, he listened uh, to what she was saying. And, of course, he didn't dive into the four spiritual laws or, or uh, you know, things of that nature. But, he, you know, it's a matter of sometimes when you're doing apologetics, when you try to talk to people about the Lord, it's a matter of questioning, you know, trying to get them somewhere. And you know, after a little while of, of just friendly conversation with this individual, uh, he brought up abortion. She said, well, I believe in, in pro-choice. He said, well, I thought that you were a Wiccan and you believed in life. Well, how could you uh, support uh, the death of a baby? You know, try to force her to think. See, that's what we do as Christians. We, try, we have to make people think about the reality. And she said, well, I never really thought about it like that. But she said, uh, but still, she said, particularly in, in instances of incest, he said, so if I had a, a two-year-old child with me right now and that was a product of incest, you're saying I could strike that child down and kill it right here? She's like, oh, no, no, you know, so again, forcing her to think. See, there's a lot of people out there searching, a lot of people out there who have doubts when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we've got to force these people to think. Uh, so many people parrot what they hear on the news media or parrot what they hear on social media or they, or they parrot, you know, and, and they don't know the truth and the understanding of the gospel. So they're full of doubts. They're full of uh, these things that, that only Jesus Christ can answer. We are created to worship. We are created to, uh, to worship an almighty God. That's why we have a, a slew of false gods. We have a, people f chasing after things, searching for something. They don't know what it is. What they, but what it is is Jesus Christ. So even though that Thomas doubted, and, you know, and even Jesus Christ didn't have to show him those scars, he did so willingly. And so I think that uh, just like the, in that picture of that little girl, what happened to your hands? Think about that. When we think about what happened uh, to your hands, Jesus, and we see that, I think that, that humbles us intellectually, humbles us um, mentally, it humbles us emotionally when we see the great price that was paid to give us eternal life, to demonstrate his love on the cross 
for us. And so um, even though you may have doubts, we can always turn to God's word and seek out the truth of what he's trying to tell us. And we can trust in that in every avenue, in every area of our lives. Let us have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day, another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, uh, I hope and pray that I have brought some understanding to someone today and, and encouragement. And Lord, just help us each and every day to be a, in a true ambassador, a representative of you. Have us, Lord Jesus, to, uh, to put those uh, rocks uh, in the shoes of those who may not believe, who have doubts, that will force them to think and think about you and to turn to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, even though we may have doubts at times in our lives, we know that we can trust in you. And we know that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You're always there walking alongside of us. And even there are times you're even carrying us. Lord, is anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for this nation. I pray for peace upon our land. And I, most importantly, I pray that people will turn to you like never before. And Lord, I uh, want to lift up a special prayer for uh, our police officers. Lord, I pray that you'll be with these men and women in blue, that you'll protect them and their family, give them peace, protection, strength, and encouragement. Lord, let them know that they are loved, needed, and appreciated. Lord, this morning I want to lift up a prayer for Todd Ferguson and his family, Lord Jesus, uh, for his Aunt Barb and uh, her husband. And Lord, uh, help them during this very difficult time. Lord, give them peace and give them strength. Be with our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood. Pray that you be with Troy's cousin and uh, be with this situation. Pray that you be with uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that uh, you'll be with, uh, with Linda Feathers and uh, Murph, and that you'll bring healing upon him. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with our active military and let them know that they are loved and appreciated as well. Be with our president. Give him wisdom and discernment during this very difficult time. And Lord, uh, bring protection about him and his family. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Appreciate the support. And uh, don't forget, tune in tonight at 7 o'clock. And as we dive into God's Word, um, we're doing our study in Hebrews, um, giving prayerful consideration of uh, uh, waiting until Sunday with our continual study, and maybe talk about uh, racism this evening and talk about uh, why police are necessary. Don't know. I won't pray about it. We may just go ahead and continue on in Hebrews, but kind of feel like it might be something that might be needed to this uh at this juncture. So uh, let me uh, pray along with me uh, that the Lord will give me the discernment to put out there this evening what uh, needs to be heard. If you'd like to share these devotions, you can always find me at Dr. Young 77 and uh, uh, you can share those. And if you have friends or family who don't do social media, uh, they can find me on YouTube and Dr. Matthias Young, they watch the devotions there. And, uh, well, thank you, Donna. She said, what a preacher we got. Amen. I appreciate those kind words. Uh, also, we'll always remember, you can always find me on the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. But you can listen to all the devotions, all of our sermons and podcasts right there as you're working around the house or, or work in general or just run around town. You can uh, listen to the audio. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching.